Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and begin. This is... What would we call this, Caleb? Supplemental content. Bonus content? Special, special, yeah, special episode. Yeah. So, Luke, how did you get to the USFL newsroom? How did that become about? And what do you do? Can you explain what you do uh, exactly for the Stallions in the newsroom? Yeah, so I went to the newsroom because uh, actually going all the way back to like the original, well, 2020 XFL and whatnot, I'd kind of followed some of their content and would read articles they would put out. And then they had actually advertised that they had a, a Discord server and so whenever the USFL announced that they were going to be back in Birmingham, you know, I was kind of always trying to get more info on what was taking place. And the mainstream media outlets weren't always covering it super closely. And so a lot of times I would first place I'd find information would be places like Reddit um, or other places like that. And so when I found out the newsroom had this discord, I was like, oh, well, like, let me I, I never actually had never really used discord before. But I was like, well, I'm going to sign up and join this Reddit or uh, excuse me, Discord server with this newsroom group so I can maybe see, you know, if people have an inside scoop in there and just kind of keep up with what's going on. And so got into that, started kind of chatting with people in there, just following the league in there, connecting with others, continued to listen to the USFL podcast that the newsroom put out. And uh, over time, just as I kind of got to know people in there and chat about different games last year and all that kind of stuff, you know, they kind of pieced it together that I lived in Birmingham and followed the Stallions and all that kind of thing. And uh, so at one point, uh, one of the guys, um, the ref, who kind of helps run the newsroom and got the thing started and whatnot, he, um, you know, basically just kind of suggested, you know, hey, we'd love to have more people kind of writing for us and covering the league and, you know, know you live in Birmingham if you're interested. Like, we'd love to, you know, talk to you about kind of covering the team and helping cover the league from that angle. And at the time, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know. I mean, it kind of sounds like fun, but I'm not sure I have time for that. And, um, you know, do I really want to do that? Do I really just want to kind of be a fan? You know, but um, so kind of, you know, the, at first didn't really bite. But there, it came up again, you know, a handful of months down the road. And by that point in time, I was following the league sort of so closely and felt like I was already kind of trying to keep up with, with what was going on and share with other people and that server and stuff like that anyway, that I was just like, you know, why not uh, try it out and see if I could take all the energy that I'm putting into following the team to, to kind of a bigger purpose. And so, um, you know, kind of talked with them about covering the Stallions, you know, specifically and then pitching in here and there to help out um, with other things. But since I lived in Birmingham, it kind of uh, made sense for me to do that. And they were, you know, gracious enough to, to, you know, give me a platform to kind of write and share things. And so we kind of got the ball rolling, you know, before this season kicked off and kind of just snowballed um, from there. So basically what I do is um, try to mainly cover the Stallions, you know, and that's writing game previews, game recaps, keeping up with any kind of big Stallions news, um, obviously covering the team on sort of Twitter and social media and that kind of stuff, trying to keep people up to date on what's going on. Um, but that's kind of my main thing. And then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do other things, you know, here and there when they, you know, maybe need somebody to cover a, a different game or write an article about something else that, you know, happened in the league and nobody else can kind of get to it. I'll, I'll kind of pitch in here and there, but covering the stallions is definitely kind of primarily what I do. That's, that's totally rad. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long answer to your question, but no, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, that's what we needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm on the USFL Twitter. Let me tell you, that is a wild west. USFL Twitter is 
crazy. I've been all about it the past like two what okay, two or three weeks. Oh, and yeah. you were especially where it's like you're the man for the stallions. Like if you want stallions news or stallions like hot takes or opinions, it is, you know, Luke Miller. So, you know, it, it was a question of how did you how did you become the guy for the stallions? And I think you answered that perfectly, you know? Yeah, it's fun. I probably um sometimes I wonder if I you know, put too much time into it. Uh, mm. It's fun. I would, I would be doing it anyway. You know, I think right. I um, got got really into kind of following the team last year and keeping up with all the players and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like, man, I, I would be following all this stuff and talking to people about it regardless. So might as well share it with the world. We appreciate right. it. Oh yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. So well, we can go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I was gonna say. So you get to be on the sideline for most of the most of the games there, right? Uh, is it just the Stallions games, or um, do you cover more of yeah, the SFL so games? Fly for sort of you know press credentials at, at really any of the games, and you know they can I guess choose to uh, let me on there or not. So far, you know they've been the league has been kind to us and let us do some things. So. The first game of the season, I actually didn't go down on the field, mainly just because with it being, you know, New Year and everything, and I, I knew the crowd was going to be electric and stuff like that. I really kind of wanted oh, yeah. to experience it a little bit more from the fan side of things rather than, you know, the covering the league side of things. So first game, I was mostly kind of up in the um, stands. And uh, actually, the, some guys with the newsroom kind of got hooked up with some tickets up in a suite up at the you know up in the suite level of protective so popped up there at one point too and kind of checked that out but so that was cool oh, and then, sick. yeah that was that was awesome um and then you know the last couple games last two home games i've kind of bebopped around either you know uh being on the field some being in the the stand some i like being on the field obviously it's fun being close to the action and it gives you a you know a unique way to cover the games but I miss kind of being up with the the fans in the stands too. I can't, you know, cheer or go crazy on the sideline. I gotta stay composed down there. So um, sometimes right. I go back and forth. Yeah. So you well, like the, the stallion stable, right? They're the stable. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they got the stable up there and the horsemen, and um, they the they had some good good energy last week. So I'm, I'm hoping uh, this next week with an away game, first away game, really since you know, yeah. I guess you could say the the playoffs championship first regular season away game ever that uh, maybe after we come back from a week off, the crowd will be a little fuller and a little more, uh, even more into it uh, in two weeks. Yeah. Well, now they got something to fight for, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, what are your thoughts on the season so far, especially compared to last season, but a lot of changes. We got Magoo in, you know, it's, uh, it's not going exactly the way it went last season. We were undefeated for a long time. So with such an, I would say, such an early loss, what are your thoughts on the Stallion just in general this season? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, last year we only lost one game in the regular season, and that wasn't until, you know, close to the very end of the regular season. However, I think uh, people have a tendency, you know, myself included, probably to kind of forget this because it's been a year ago. A lot of our wins were very close games. There was a lot of games we were losing at halftime, losing at the end of the third quarter, and we came back and won by, you know, a field goal, a touchdown at the end of the game, you know, starting with the first week against the Generals. And so last year I think we had a really solid team, and um, obviously that led to us winning the championship. But I don't think we were light years ahead of everyone else 
Um, there was more parity probably than people remember. This year, um, it's been interesting because, you know, if you just watched the first two weeks, you would have thought that Kentley better than even last year. Like, we, we obviously blew out the showboats in a way that had really never happened before since the new USFL came back. I mean, there wasn't really that margin of – we haven't seen that margin of victory, you know, really at, at any point up until that game. And so – It was beautiful. First, yeah, it was, it was a thing to behold for sure. <laughs> And so at first it kind of looked like maybe we had kind of gone to a whole new level, but um, obviously the loss like last week sort of brought us back down to earth. And I actually have an article I'm gonna that's going to be published at the newsroom tomorrow about um, kind of looking back at this past week and what happened, and sort of looking forward to the the game this weekend and what we should expect. But I do think um, in hindsight, you know, I think people were probably so high on the team after that week two win that we kind of uh, probably overlooked some of the vulnerabilities that the Stallions displayed in week one. Week one was an impressive win against a really good team. But in a lot of ways, I think the Stallions all kind of bounced their way, so to speak. You know, the, the Generals were in the red zone four times and only scored one touchdown. You know, one of those times... <laughs> It was a very close call of whether or not DeAndre Johnson got in on that touchdown or not, and the ball kind of bounced the same oh, right. way that time. Mm-hmm. The other two times they got in the, end, in the red zone, it was later in the game where they were down and they decided to go for it on fourth down. And the Stallions, to their credit, were opportunistic and were able to stop them from either scoring a touchdown or getting a first down, and that kept them from getting any points. But if you look at the stats, I mean, the Generals outgained the Stallions – um, you know, they really did were able to move the ball up and down the field. The Stallions offense obviously played well, but I think in that game, the Stallions did show um, several vulnerabilities that because they blew the showboats out so bad the next week, I think we all kind of forgot about them. But then they all kind of reemerged in an even more problematic way in week three. So I think uh, what I would say, I guess in summary to your question, I, I think that the Stallions are still – an extremely good team, obviously. I think, obviously, top two or three team in the league and certainly are right there to have the potential to win it all. And in some ways, the team might even be better than last year. I do think, as Coach Holtz has said, the team does look deeper and have a lot uh, more depth than they did last year. However, I do think, and I kind of said this before the season, and I think it's coming true, while the Stallions, I think, are just as good or better than they were last year, I think other teams have also gotten significantly better the breakers obviously the breakers. especially oh yeah and so you know time will obviously tell but i think um i think last week's loss wasn't a case of the stallions maybe you know falling off or getting worse as much as it was a case of the stallions having some vulnerabilities and some weaknesses and the breakers have improved to the point at which they were really able to exploit those right wow yeah yeah, I mean, McLeod, Bethel Thompson looks great out there for the Breakers. Um, oh, yeah. Throwing dimes like every other play. Um, mm-hmm. And then kind of like what you were saying, I mean, there were some there were some weaknesses that I I think that we looked over just because, you know, it's week one, still looking like the reigning champs are, are there to keep the win, and you kind of forget these other teams have also been working hard on getting better because there's a, there's a lot of opportunity out there. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What about the showboats? What do you think about the showboats? 
Well, that's a team know, that has been doing good. Yeah, they've gotten up to a rough start. You know, obviously, as the weeks go by, the picture gets a little clearer. Week one, I was pretty impressed with them because yeah. they, they came yeah. very close to, you know, if they had made their extra point, they could have kicked a field goal at the end of the game and tied it and sent it to overtime with Philly. Obviously, they weren't able to do that because they missed their extra point, but they still were within, you know, a couple of plays of scoring a touchdown and winning the game. And at that point in time, I really thought Philly, you know, as the defending North champion, defending, yeah. was, you know, a team to beat in the league. So I was the show bus as good as I thought, or Philadelphia isn't as good as I thought, or they just had a bad week. You know, I don't know. And then last week against, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then last week against a, a gambler's team that is getting better, but probably, you know, one of the weaker teams, bottom half teams in the league. Again, another close game, but not able to pull it pull it out. I think that, you know, looking back, I think that the Showboats certainly have some potential. Um, I mean, Ryan McDaniel, their wide receiver, had one of the best catches I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. last week. Oh, yeah, extraordinary. Um, yeah, Alex Collins is a great player, great running back. Um, they've got some, some good players for sure, but I think until they kind of figure out that quarterback spot and until, you know, I don't know. Todd Haley, I think, takes a little more, uh, I guess, you know, ownership and responsibility <laughs> of of the outcome of the games and stop blaming other coaches. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be hard for them <laughs> to really compete with. Uh, well, not necessarily compete. I mean, they are competing. It's going to be hard for them to maybe win a lot of games. They, they but uh, but they're hanging in there. I mean, I, you know, I don't think they're they're going to finish the season. I've heard, I've seen some people online and stuff be like, oh, they're on. You know, they're going to finish 0-10 and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to pull out a win or that two here cool, there. Though. But, yeah, yeah. I would, you know, uh, people in Birmingham wouldn't be upset. But uh, I think they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll pull out a win or two, but they're not on track for much more than that at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and those those Memphis fans, they go hard, too. It's, it's Oh, the boat heads. Sure. Yeah, for, for, for sure. their first season being in Memphis, it's it's crazy to look out over that crowd and see everyone in their captain's hats and I mean oh, they're so cool. they're going hard. Yeah. Signs that just say boat on them, I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My wife is actually yeah. from Memphis, so um I can oh. only say I'm only allowed to say good things about Memphis in case she listens to this. But um <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been great to see. You know, I know with like the Grizzlies, for example, people in Memphis oh, right. really, really love and support the Grizzlies yeah. and you know oh, absolutely have, yeah there you go people have really fond memories of the original showboats and um, I think it really helps to have you know kind of the city behind them the way that they have been and you know companies like FedEx and stuff like that it's been it's been awesome to see the kind of the whole city it feels like sort of really rally behind the team year one um, when there's their, their first year in the league so that I think overall that's been a great thing for the league I know the fans can't probably aren't loving the on-field product so we'll see if that changes but I'm, I'm, it's, it's nice to see them come out and support the team the way they have we are the biggest todd haley fans this podcast is quickly turning <laughs> into a todd haley podcast every i will be watching the post game of every showboats i am i am very see. yeah i'm very intrigued to yeah. see where todd haley goes next with that team because um yes he's, he's made some pretty bold statements to say the least so, <laughs> very hot takes about how the games went yeah. and how it yeah. wasn't his fault at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, It's interesting because when they announced the original eight coaches last year, I felt like he was one of, you know, maybe other than Jeff Fisher, one of the biggest names, you know, having been an NFL head coach before. Kansas City. So, 
Yeah, yeah. So I was really interested mm-hmm. to see kind of how things went for him and expected big things, but, um, you know, kind of had a rough go of things last year. I mean, Tampa Bay was kind of in the mix, but obviously missed the playoffs. And, right. you know, this year, the way things have started off, um, it just uh, – I don't know. You know, the, the – the, I'll put it this way. I mean, I've always been really impressed in the last year or two by the culture that Skip Holtz was able to sort of create uh, in a very mm-hmm. short amount of time. You know, from what he says, from what players say, you just get the sense that people um, are committed to the team. They trust each other. They enjoy playing together. And when I hear Todd Haley talk, I just, you know, he just seems upset or angry all the time. You know, he doesn't doesn't really seem like he's having fun, a lot of fun. Doesn't seem like he's awesome to watch. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's (laughs) super pleased with his players. I don't know how pleased they are to play for him. So I I don't know. The culture there doesn't seem like. it's it's gotten off to as, as great of a start as some other places like New Jersey or Birmingham or some places like right. that. But Mike Riley uh, and a Skip Holtz type. Yeah, so I don't know. You know, I, I I'm certainly I'm hesitant to um, heap too much uh, criticism on the man because obviously he, he, you know, there's probably more football knowledge in his pinky than in, in my whole brain. But uh, clearly something's not not working there right now. Right. I mean. Um first season in a new city and you know it's it's doesn't seem like they're that far behind the other teams it's it's kind of what you're saying it's it's we got to wait and see how the culture forms because it's only week four now so you know we almost halfway point though that's true yeah 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 but, we just started, yeah, and it's like halfway point. Like, what's, what are you talking about? We haven't had an away game yet. What do you mean a halfway point? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you know, the Stallions will have six games of protective, and they've already played half of them. Um, right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that, there were some posts going around about that online of like, hey, you I know, saw, yeah. if you haven't seen the Stallions yet, you, you've already half your opportunity. <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of crazy. So, yeah. Well, halfway point, how would you rank? It is only the halfway point. Anything can change. I mean, we've already seen, you know, Jamar all in the first week. But how would you rank, you know, the North and the South? One through four. Who's making the playoffs? Who's out? And and then we add what, Caleb, I know that you wanted to talk about that trademark news that came out with the, the Dallas Stallions, the Portland Breakers, and all that. But how would you rank the North to the South? Or yeah. Right. yeah, north and south. So north, I mean, right now I'd have to say, you know, number one to me has to be the Generals. I mean, they've, um, you know, beat uh, the Maulers and the Panthers, and the Panthers beat them at home, you know, in their, their kind of homecoming game at Ford Field. And, then, you know, I guess the second half the, it was a little closer, but in the first half at least, the Generals really kind of wiped the floor with the Panthers. So I was impressed with what they did. Obviously they lost – to the Stallions in week one, but the Stallions are a great team. And so, right. you know, I'd have to give them they the would nod. They would never be the Stallions. That's right. <laughs> never, um, never. Not yet. Not never. so far. Um, Undefeated. To, that's right. <laughs> I'd have to give them the nod, I guess, you know, and, and Mike Riley's a great coach. So I, I would give them the nod to be one. Panthers probably two. Um, and really Mauler's probably three and Stars four. The Stars, to me, are kind of the biggest <laughs> fall. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, what it's going to take to ride the ship there. I mean, what it's going to take is offense, an offensive line. I mean, Case Cookis is, has looked great at times, but when he's getting sacked, you know, three or four mm-hmm. times a game and getting pressured however many more times a game, he just he can't do it all on his own. So, 
Um, right now, until they figure out off- the offensive line situation, I, I don't think they're going to be able to, to do much of anything. And so I think the Panthers and the Generals look look to be the ones potentially to kind of make the playoffs. On the south side, I mean, obviously, I think you got right now, you have to give the nod to the Breakers as number one just because of what they were able to do last week against the Stallions. But I think them and the Stallions yeah. are, are sort of right there neck and neck. I mean, you know, the game did really feel like the, the Breakers kind of imposed their will on the Stallions. So there's a sense in which it's felt like the Stallions are, you know, kind of, you know, a little bit behind the Breakers. But on the other hand, you know, if you don't have that pass interference call on that third and 20, and the Stallions mm-hmm. get the ball back right there down a touchdown, and they're able to mark down the field and score. We got a tie ball game with not much time left, and you know who knows what the outcome would have been. But it, it very, very possible the, the Stallions could have pulled it out. And so, you know, I think they are kind of neck and neck right there. Um, I, I think obviously those two are the teams to beat in the South, and I would imagine they're sort of on a collision course to see each other again in the playoffs. I think the the Showboats, obviously, as we talked about, they've got a long way to go. They're probably my number four, obviously, in the in the South. Yes. The Gamblers are getting better, but um, I still think, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, just one easy way to kind of to put kind of the teams where they're at is just to look at the quarterback situations. I mean, McLeod oh, Bethel yeah. Thompson is just sort of you know, Alex McGoo is nipping at his heels, but he's able to play. Kenji Bahar has looked really good and made a lot of progress. He's still turnover prone and. You know, still kind of growing as the leader of the team there. And then obviously the showboats, you know, they, they really haven't quite figured out who the guy is there. So I think that kind of captures – the quarterback situation kind of captures where the teams are at in a lot of ways in the South yeah. right now. So, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where I would probably, you know, group the teams as of, you know, three games in. Obviously a lot of football left to play, but that kind of seems to be how things are shaping up, at least at this point. Yep, in our so last that, episode, Caleb put the stars at top, by the way. Just want to point that out. Oh, not at top. Not at top. No. You said top of the north. You absolutely said top no, of the north. No, no. Yes, just, oh, I will uh, re-roll the tape. Do you think Michigan or, um, or who do you think the best team in the north is right now? Michigan. Michigan, Michigan? by far. Okay. Yep. Um, I still think it's Michigan. Yeah, I, got, I mean – I don't know. I still like Cookus. That's interesting. You think the Stars are the best team in the North? I, I don't know. I maybe it's just because I've been I've been falsely led by the lies. Cookus for me, yeah. yeah. Um, I the I'm Blob's eyes put, just pull me straight in. I don't know what to say. That's you got to forget yeah. about the Blob. And you got his stupid little horns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I can't talk because I had the stars as my uh, preseason number one in the power rankings, which, you know, after they won week one, I, I felt okay about, but then they haven't won a game since. So clearly I was, I overestimated what they were bringing back from last year. Yeah, I mean, Cookus has been spending a lot more time in the grass than I'd like to see. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Bring the blob out. We need more blob. I I, I do right. like the stars. I uh, yeah no the yeah that's what they're missing. Um, I, I do <laughs> like the stars. They have a lot of potential on that team. I like them. They're the only team to ever make it to every championship in the in the USFL, um, mm-hmm. which is just uh, you know as an Alabama fan especially that's like that's you know that's hard to do. Um, yeah yeah. And it's it's cool to see a team that just has like even in such a new league they already have such a history within the league. And their presence dominating the the sport um, throughout its its limited past. So, 
You know, um, and I do think I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, but you know, last year the stars in the regular season weren't really that impressive. I mean, they finished I think six and four, if I remember correctly. You know, they certainly had moments where they looked pretty strong, but it really wasn't until the end of the year in the playoffs, kind of championship run, where they really got hot and were able to kind of um, take it to a new level. And so, I wouldn't count them out yet. Obviously, if nothing changes, they're not on track to make the playoffs the way the last couple of weeks have gone. But there's certainly enough time where if they can kind of fix some of the things that have been wrong, when you've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league, like you're not out mm-hmm. of it. And so I think we haven't necessarily, you know, heard or seen the last of them. But as as much improvement as the Panthers have made from last year and as good as the generals look to continue to be, it's going to be pretty competitive if they're going to want to get back in the mix. They're going to have to get things figured out quickly. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I'm excited to see how that shapes shapes up because, um, I mean, it's we don't know how it's going to go. Like like we said, we're only at the halfway point. So halfway. Yep. Yep. So uh, Blake just brought up the trademark. Isn't that what it was? The uh, the new trademark. Yeah, yeah. 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 That the USFL just filed for. And I wanted to know your take on specifically the Dallas Stallions. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. So I think that uh, two sides going to me for this. <clears throat> on the one hand, let me let me start with the the more like the doomsday scenario, and then I'll I'll get to the other other scenario. Um, you know, I do think that uh, it's understandable that people would see something like that and sort of freak out because. You know, Birmingham is not the biggest city we all know. Uh, it's certainly had things taken from it in the past. It's certainly been overshadowed by neighboring cities throughout, you know, decades. And We're so, talking to you, Atlanta. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I wasn't going to drop any names, but yes, Atlanta and Nashville <laughs> is who I was thinking. Those uh, Nashville bastards. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of birmingham to dallas in terms of people just physically moving there as well as businesses and corporate you know entities kind of taking things there and so the thought of losing the team to dallas you know it it doesn't surprise me that people would hear that see that and kind of freak out a little bit and you know it hasn't really been a secret that uh the league specifically daryl johnson the president has been a little disappointed with kind of the turnout and momentum Mm -hmm. in birmingham in year two um, I think the league was kind of expecting that given the fact that the Stallions had been here for one whole year and were kind of restarting year two, given the fact that they won the championship last year, that they're still one of the best teams in the league, like all of those things would kind of equate to, you know, equal if not a good bit more in terms of attendance and stuff like that this year at the games. And that just hasn't necessarily seemed to be the case yet. I don't think the turnout's been terrible, but it hasn't been what, you know, probably the league or some of the people that followed the team hoped. And so I think there's enough, you know, maybe, um, you know, kind of explicitly shared, you know, maybe verbally sort of disappointment with how things have maybe gone the first couple of weeks that, it, again, it, it it leaves enough room for people to kind of speculate and worry that, oh, gosh, you know, maybe they're going to try and find greener pastures elsewhere. So that that to me is kind of like, you know, I can understand um, why just unrelated to the league and related to how the first couple of weeks have gone, why people would maybe kind of get nervous about this trademark sort of, you know, being kind of a worst case scenario for the Stallions in the city of Birmingham. 
on the other hand, though, I do think that most of the uh, kind of the chatter online is probably blown out of proportion um, just because uh, it's my fault. The, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, you got to we're a couple weeks into the season now, you know, the, there's not as many storylines. So, you know, when something crazy like that comes out, uh, we, we all want to run with it. But yeah, it gives us something to talk about until the weekend and the games happen again. But, um, you know, I think the the spring league, which isn't exactly, you know, sort of the predecessor to the USFL, but there's there are some connections there. Um, had a lot of trademarks, had the original trademarks for the USFL teams that kind of what became the USFL in 2022. And as part of their trademarks, they had a lot of different trademarks, you know, not all of which they probably expected to be able to use, but they kind of, you know, like a lot of companies do, cast the nets wide and sort of get what you can and then you figure it out later. And one of those trademarks was for a Dallas Stallions team. And so, um, you know, the fact that this isn't something brand new that the that Fox, you know, just decided, hey, we need to get a Dallas Stallions trademark on the books because, you know, uh, we might need to use it. The fact that it's more something that's kind of they inherited from a previous entity and that they've mm. just decided to kind of keep alive. So I, I also don't know, like, of all places, is that the place you want to kind of move your operations to and sort of, you know, I mean, maybe if you, you, you think you can take them on head on, you know, great, but you'd want to kind of right. keep a place that you kind of have carved out for yourself, like, you know, sort of keep that for yourself. And at the end of the day, I mean, most of those trademarks, I think, seem to be more about kind of, you know, maintaining uh, kind of just, again, previous trademarks for the sake of, you know, merchandise sales and all this kind of stuff. And the boss um, breakers. And, uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You got all that so, retro gear you can sell. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. Right. The Dallas Stallions, again, is kind of the head scratcher because it doesn't have that sort of like legacy, you know, Oh, we've got old Dallas right. Cowboys we want to sell. So that's the one where I think it, why I caught people's attention. People are like, what's going on here? But like I said, yeah. given the kind of TSL connection and stuff like that, it makes sense. You know, there's at least a rational explanation for why it's there. And, you know, the league has kind of come out and said, you know, there, there's really not much more to it than that. And so, you know, if I had to put numbers to it, I would say, you know, that trademark is 90% just kind of legal – and sort of, you know, professional business housekeeping and 10% actually, you know, a possibility of them moving the team to Dallas, in my mind. I, I don't want to, I don't think mm. it's beyond the realm of possibility. I certainly think that, you know, um, these leagues, obviously, they're new, they're upstart leagues. They've got to kind of do what's best for them. And if I think they really felt like Birmingham wasn't, uh, didn't allow them the potential to, to grow and, all those kind of things that they might want that it's certainly not beyond the realm of possibility that they could, um, you know, take the team elsewhere. But I think that's like a 10% shot of happening and like a 90%, again, like I said, it's just kind of, you know, sort of just legal housekeeping. And I did see a lot of people say, which makes sense to me too, you know, the, the league kind of has arrangement arrangements is my understanding to use protective stadium and kind of do things here, here in Birmingham for three years and, you know, it might not hurt to have in the back of your pocket pocket as a little bit of leverage when it comes time to, you know, maybe figure out a new stadium deal or new new arrangements beyond year three. You know, just this kind of lingering, unspoken threat of the team, you know, not, not being in Birmingham forever. And so, you know, that's that's obviously a little more cynical. But, um, you know, I don't think that's that's beyond the realm of possibility either. So anyway, all that to say, I think there's probably a lot more smoke than fire with this situation. I do think 
Um, like I said, if I had to put a number to it, I'd say, you know, 90% chance this is just kind of legalese and 10% chance there's actually something to this. But I think it's something to continue to watch. And like I said, I, the people that are like, you know, I don't, I don't think it's 100%, you know, there, there's nothing to this. I think it, it's it's certainly, like I said, not beyond the realm of possibility. But right now, I just don't think it it's super likely that that's kind of why the league made that move. Right. Yeah. No, that, that makes a ton of sense. You know, uh, it's gonna gotta hope they stay in Birmingham um I'm sure it's as the team grows it'll be great for the city as a whole too so I mean that's something else to consider um I do appreciate the concept of moving to Dallas you described it as a doomsday scenario <laughs> like yeah. it would be the yeah. end of all <laughs> if the Stallions were in Dallas I hate Dallas I am a world's biggest Dallas hater, so I, I appreciate it. I'm a Cowboys hater. Yeah, so. it would definitely yeah. be uh, it would be tough for the city, I think. You know, um, the city's done a lot of work to kind of court sports, you know, sort of tourism. I mean, they had the World Games here. They've got mm-hmm. five sort of semi-pro or, you know, kind of professional, you know, professional teams of some sort in all five major sports. Um, and so obviously it was like kind of the flagship USFL team hosted the whole entire mm-hmm. USFL last year. So I think to like be able to have all that progress and all that momentum and to lose that to, again, kind of one of these bigger cities, a couple states over would be a, would be a tough pill to swallow, um, for the, the city and the state after all the work that went into bringing the league here and bringing the stallions here. So it would be pretty devastating, I think for, for a lot of people, um, in and around the team and, and in and around the city. Right. Yeah. I mean, the gunslingers. Gun, the uh, San Antonio gunslingers. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Remember the Alamo. <laughs> I, I really do like the gunslingers branding. I hope that somehow makes it. Way I do back. too. Like, oh the, yeah. The skeleton we, dude and stuff like that. The song that needs to make way back for sure. Oh yeah. No, we talked about Song's that a couple a weeks ago. Yeah. It's uh, it's awesome. Yeah. No, I yeah. could get fired up for that team. Yeah. That was a market when the original, you know, when the USFL came back in 2022, that was a market that I really kind of hoped they would get into just because, you know, I'd followed the AAF pretty closely and the San Antonio commanders there, you know, had, had done, uh, you know, pretty, pretty well uh, in that and had a lot of, you know, big crowds and a lot of energy in that city. Obviously, there's no NFL team there. So I was kind of hoping they would be able to, to get a team in there, but uh, obviously it didn't pan out. But maybe down the road, hopefully it works out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Cool. Well, we're coming up on around 40 minutes. Um, Luke, if you want to plug anything that you're – like you said, you have an article coming out on USFL. Is oh, yeah. That's on USFL new, Newsroom tomorrow. Is that right? Yep, it'll be usflnewsroom.com. Should have an article coming out, like I said, kind of looking back at last week and sort of what went wrong and then looking ahead to this week's game against the Maulers and sort of uh, what to watch you know, in that matchup. So um, definitely keep an eye out for that. And then – you know, this weekend I'll have a, a game recap, try to put one of those out after each game, with just kind of a recap of what happened as well as kind of some, you know, key stats, key plays, player of the game, that kind of stuff. So you can always kind of find my articles there at USFL Newsroom. And then on social media, the only really place I'm active right now is Twitter. That that's kind of seems to be the place to be. And so um, my handle on there is just my name, Luke Miller and PFN. Um, so you can find me on there and I'll, I'll share different things on there about the team and just what I come across or uh, my own sort of, you know, analysis of, of kind of what's going on and breaking news and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to follow any of my, my stuff, that's where to find it. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Yep. We appreciate it, man. Thank you for hopping on, joining us for an episode. Yeah, yeah thanks, absolutely. Luke. Thank Thank you guys for having me. It was fun. Appreciate what you guys are doing to 
get the word out there about the stallions and uh, mm-hmm. looking forward to hopefully getting back on track with a win this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Who are we playing? The Maulers, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sure. I think oh, they threw snowballs at them in 1985. Are we, they threw snowballs at the Maulers quarterback. I think we should bring that back. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know how they'll do it in Birmingham, but a rock or something. I don't know. You know, it, it yeah. did, it did snow here earlier this week. So aren't you in Pittsburgh? Oh, wow. Yep. Oh yep. right. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I yeah. every every week I think Caleb's secretly a Mahler's fan, and I, I'm gonna get no, him one of these weeks. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you know I'll yeah, die well, before I'm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you would die. You're, you're, <laughs> you'll be close enough to pop over for the game if you can. You can throw you some know, snowballs at, at Mahler's players. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I wanted to, but I'm actually going to be in Alabama this weekend. So, it's just, <laughs> well, there you go. In one yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's an away trading, game. Yeah, the first away game. Team. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to head so. down for graduation, but yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting game for sure. Uh, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry to whoever's graduating, but Caleb will not be watching it. He'll be watching the. Uh, Unbelievable! Yeah. I'll be watching the the game, <laughs> yeah. you'll be out the stage with your phone out. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be sitting there, yeah, watching it secretly in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Luke. We... Thanks for coming on. Gave us some yeah, great stuff to thanks talk about. Me. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we. I feel that was the most educational episode we've ever done. We didn't talk about um, Scott Norwood or the Blob. Or anything. We talked about football this episode, so it's yeah, a banger for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. Time. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to have you back on, man. Absolutely. Awesome. Sweet. Well, thanks, guys. We Until next time. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right. We'll see you. So that we was. Oh, what? You ruined. You ruined my segue. Um, oh, so... no, I didn't. Shut up. <laughs> so that was Luke Miller. Uh, providing exclusive coverage uh, from the live games of the Birmingham Stallions. Make sure to give them a follow on Twitter at Luke Miller PFN, letters PFN. Um, yeah, he has some great coverage on there, great stats. So Petro, uh, um, Fire, Nitro. As in Panda, Forge, and what was the last letter? Go ahead. I said, I said Nitro. M? M as in N. Marvin. N as in Nancy. As in Mancy? <laughs> M as in Nancy. <laughs> you know, we didn't talk about Scott Norwood or the or the blob. I, I the tried blob to came up for, for... The, the blob came up naturally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next time. As, as Next it always time. does, yeah. Yeah. As it always does, yeah. All right. Yeah. That was well, our special episode of That was a Idiot. very special episode. Our shortest very... episode. I... I saw it reach 40, and I said, I have to cut it. I have so much more to ask, but I have to cut it. Oh, yeah. Dude, he has some great insight. Um, oh, that was the most educational, the most, like, actual football talk we've ever right? had. Yeah. I would say more than all of our other episodes combined. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't do predictions. Damn it. Okay, wait. We can do them oh, right now. Shit. We can do them right now. Let's like, get them back on right now. Get them back on. Yeah, get, get, come back. Come back. <laughs> Okay, but we have to. We actually no. We do. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let me pull up the schedule. I know we play the Mars, so let's start with that. Okay. I think. Ooh. 
Oh, it's you know what? No, it's you, the Maulers. You always obviously, bring it up right when we stop. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Well, we're not done yet. Obviously, no, we're not. We, we're not. Yeah, yeah. But Luke's gone, which yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. USFL schedule. Resume your journey. It's, Thanks, Google. I, I I'll read them off. So the first game. Let's start with the, with the first. It's the Gamblers versus the Stars. Oh, this is a good one. Gamblers versus the Stars. You heard him. You heard him. Well, actually, you, you heard, heard him, him say that the Stars were the worst team in the North, which I said that they were not. <laughs> you, tried to deny. you said last week that they were the best in the North, and you tried to backtrack so you'd embarrass yourself in front of him. I listened to that episode of The Car today. I, I don't know if I said they were the best in the league, word for word. You said best in the North. Okay. okay. Oh. Caleb's uh, uh. <laughs> segment. Caleb is falling apart. This is the Philadelphia Stars. I'm trying to cover my lies, my secret Stars <laughs> fandom. Uh, my house is burning down. I can't talk about this stuff. Oh, guys, hold on. My dog is uh, is asking me to go play chess. I gotta go real quick. <laughs> so you can't play ga- chess. Ga- gamblers at Stars. <laughs> uh, both 1 and 2. 1 p.m. at Ford Field. Interesting, because neither of these... Well, I guess Philadelphia is... It's not close to Detroit, uh, yeah. but I mean, it's close enough. So, um, I'm gonna have to go with the. I mean, I, I can't hide my my stars fandom. I gotta pick the stars. You're picking I, the stars. I think I think the Pet Cemetery Blob has got some stuff to some stuff in his back pocket for the gamblers. I will say normally I would go with you and I'd pick the stars because I do trust the stars. I believe that Cookus will be on. I think Cookus had two bad weeks. But because it's the special Luke episode and he said the gamblers were better, I will go with the gamblers. Special Luke episode. The special Luke episode. Should that be the name of the episode? The we're going to have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to be doing another one soon. So Very soon, yeah. Yep. Uh, um, then the showboats versus the Panthers. Um... Listen, I know we talked about the showboats aren't aren't god awful, but they need some time to develop. Um, but I'm still gonna I'm still gonna pick the Panthers. I'm a Panthers man. What I'm card? Pan- I hate the Panthers, but gotta go with the Panthers. What cards you draw? Um, so I was opening a pack of cards. Uh, I drew Michael Pittman Jr. I drew Justin Jefferson. I drew. Uh, oh, you got a Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but it's a basic. And then I got um, a Vita Via. Then I got a Justin Jefferson Press Proof. All right, not a great card. Probably worth like five bucks. And then I got a Garrett Wilson Rookie Car. Hmm. Pretty good one. Okay. Um, Caleb, in the last episode, I picked up a Jamar Chase Parallel. And you'll listen to it when you listen to the episode. I was like, oh, it's a Parallel. It's pretty cool. That card's worth $200. <laughs> Are you serious? Did you get it? Did yeah, you so get it, um... I, I, I took it to go get graded. If it's PSA 10, it's worth $250 right now. Yeah, you just paid for your next batch of cards. You're crippling exactly. well, addiction that's what, of football I mean, cards. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that people don't realize, but this is just gambling. It's the same as scratch-offs, except it has football players on it. It's all it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, we're both uh, Panthers mans. Um, but I, w- I am excited to see Todd Haley blow up. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm going to need some of that mic'd up content from Todd Haley during the game. I want to have a camera and a mic on him all, all times. We need the Todd Haley got, mic, yeah. <laughs> then we got the Breakers versus the Generals. I Again, I think this is an interesting one. The Breakers versus Ooh. the Generals. And you got it at Canton. Arguably the top of the North, according to Luke, the top of the North versus the top of the South. 
I mean, the South, historically, and by historically, I mean since the beginning of this most recent <laughs> since, season. Yeah, these since, past... So all the way back to one year ago. <laughs> yeah, this season and a half, <laughs> yeah. uh, the South has been more dominant. But yes. the Generals are kind of one of the most consistent teams in the league. Easily the most consistent. Um, and we only lost to the Breakers by a couple points. Yeah. Um, I don't, you, you pick first. Oh, God, I was hoping you would pick first. Um, Absolutely not. God, I'm going to regret everything I say. You're going to be, it's the, you're gonna it's be the thinking Nebraska about it when you're wearing me. green I'm going to be thinking, oh, my God. Oh, don't. I, it's the Nebraska and me. I got to go with the Generals. I'm, a, I'm going with the Generals. I think the Breakers are going to break this week. You think? So the Stallions is it. couldn't break the Breakers. But Nebraska, Don't make me double think it. No, I'm going yeah, Nebraska, I'm going Nebraska. Man. Okay, okay. Nebraska. Well, then I'm obviously going to pick the Breakers. I'm going to take the over. God, why? Yeah. Oh, man, the Breakers are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and our last oh, game God. of the weekend is the yeah. Stallions versus the Maulers, which is... The first game we talked about, and somehow it's the last game. <laughs> but then we didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm picking Stallions. I think yeah, the shirt, the shirt I'm not, says I'm not it an all. Idiot. Yeah. The Maulers, they got some players, though. The Maulers got some players. For we sure. We talked about Boogie Roberts and um, the other guy. Boogie Roberts. Boogie Roberts. Boogie Roberts and the other guy. What's his name? The guy who's, like, really good. He got Defensive Player of the Week, I think. I don't remember. Who cares? Nah, I, it's the Maulers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, their mascot is a hammer, which, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't have time um, to dive into that. But. I, I have my facts for next week. I'm writing the yeah. facts. Don't Let's not dive into the Maulers yet. I already gave uh-huh. one away, the snowball fact. It's a lot funnier than I brought up, but there is a snowball story about the Maulers. It did. Today is... <laughs> uh, sponsors, if you're listening... Later, today is May 4th, and two days ago on May 2nd, it did snow here in Pittsburgh, which is uh, pretty fucked up, if you ask me, because I've never experienced that before. Um, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure sponsors, Luke's... I'm going to the beach tomorrow. Sponsors, uh, Blake doesn't actually live in L.A. He's been lying to you this entire Why time. Why did I lie about that? No, he's been lying. Look it up. Look no, him up on white no, pages. Nobody, nobody no. look it up. No, nobody look up on my white pages. <laughs> Those aren't for you. You can find out where he lives, and he's always accepting visitors. If the door is locked, just make your way in. It don't matter. Yeah. Well, that's it for our, right? We have nothing else to do. We do our predictions, right? Yeah. Yep. All are you right. still opening cards? No, I'm putting, I mean, I'm putting them away. <laughs> I was like, are we going to end the podcast while you're still opening the cards? <laughs> I'm not that much of an addict. All right, sponsors. I did one back. Thanks for tuning in for this special episode. Mm-hmm. The special Luke episode, as we're going to call it. The special it. Luke episode. Oh, oh yeah. I have a signed Scott Norwood card. I'll throw that in there at the end. That's it. There's no more to do it. I just have a card of Scott Norwood and signed by him. Tune in next week when we interview Gus from the movie Gus. Yeah. Well, you'll never know. There's no way to confirm that. They don't know. I, there is no information on the horse. I looked. Well, it's because it's 1976, and, like... <laughs> they probably anim- shot the horse after it was <laughs> yeah. unfilled. Animals were not treated like people back then, no. so... Yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to see what happened to Gus, go watch any other movie from 1976 where they, like, run the horse off of a bridge. Or watch just Old Yeller. <laughs> watch Old Yeller. It's probably the same. Yeah. Blob style. All right. We gotta stop ending the podcast talking about shooting the blob and animals. <laughs>
<laughs> That's like three weeks in a row. Well, the blob was already put down. He's just back. He's, and then we brought him back. Oh, I wonder how Stanley would be brought back Pet cemetery style. He'd be kicking some 98-yard field goals. This is these are the questions that we spared Luke from. <laughs> we are, yeah. These, he he won't be spared much longer. Luke, if you're no, listening, uh you yeah. might not want to come back. Yeah. Well, that I was I was a little bit worried when he followed us right before he joined and I said, "Oh god, don't look at my tweets. <laughs> don't look at what I've been saying." Well, I was worried he was listening to like our first episode and he was probably like, "Don't even talk about football." <laughs> They haven't mentioned the USFL yet, and I'm 45 yeah. minutes in the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, we, all right, all right. And the hard, hard ending. Three. Okay, this is the end. Uh-huh.